Welcome to our sermon podcast here at City of Light Anglican Church. We are a new church in Aurora, Illinois, finding a new day in Jesus. We want to see the light of Jesus rise and shine in our hearts, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Father Trevor. Paul's letters to the Colossians. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great deal about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions of their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head, from whom the whole body, supported and held together, by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. The word of the Lord. Well, today is the Feast of Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, also the Feast of Transfiguration. And uh, Super Bowl Sunday brings people together in this country like little else does. there's, uh, there's a lot of people who engage in celebrating that who aren't necessarily football fans, but it's just this fun kind of cultural moment that we all celebrate together. And um, this year, they're expecting even more people to be a part of it. Um, it's not because, uh, you know, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. It's not because Usher's the halftime performer. It's not because it's in Vegas and more people than ever will be betting on it. It's It's not even uh, because of the commercials that apparently now we have trailers for commercials for the Super Bowl. Have you seen those? Um, No, because the only thing that brings people together more than Super Bowl Sunday is Taylor Swift, right? So the the previous record for the the most uh, people tuning into a Super Bowl Sunday in the United States by percentage was 1982. Uh, 49% of Americans were all watching this together. That's so many people. I don't, like, how many households had a television in 1982? Um, But we might break that record this year just because Taylor might uh, show up. And um, when Taylor shows up, ratings and revenues follow, right? So when we were thinking about our annual theme for 2024 at City of Light, we ended up going with growth from God. But the first draft was growth from Taylor, Um, Maybe we could get her to come visit. Maybe she could write a song about us. But we actually then read Colossians and we're like, oh, no, okay, growth comes from God. Let's stick with that. Um, And so that's what our calling is for for this year. We're finishing our um, segue. uh, (laughs) We're we're finishing this series we've been in during the season of Epiphany on our new calling statement. Um, A family of neighbors, nations, and generations finding a new day in Jesus. And we've been going through that step by step, a family, because God's mission in the world is to build a family. It's to build a family where all people come and are adopted into his family and live together, united in his love, not just coming to a service on Sunday, but being actually in each other's lives and hearts and living together 
We want to be a family of neighbors, the people around us in our lives who don't know the Lord, but who are invited to become part of the family. A family of nations where people from every background, every culture, every language can come and be received, where we receive one another and where we receive the the gifts that we each bring and we release those for the kingdom of God. A family of generations for those um, in our, our life who do not know Jesus and who can be the next generation of followers of Jesus, for those in our households who are growing up in the faith, and for those churches and ministries that aren't here yet, but, but we want to see in that next generation. It'll be a family of neighbors, nations, and generations finding a new day in Jesus, that just like the disciples saw Jesus on that mountain in all of his glory, and they fell down and worshiped, and they were never the same, we want to see Jesus, the crucified and resurrected one, and be changed and be healed today and tomorrow, and one day to see him set everything right. In our lives and in the world, we want to be a family of neighbors, nations, and generations. We also want to be a family for neighbors, nations, and generations. That we give our hearts and our time and our money for those who have never experienced the joy of Jesus. And so as we end this series uh, on that calling, um, I just want to focus on our theme for the year, which is Growth from God, growing in that calling, being more and more who we feel like God is calling us to be. And when we do things like write a calling statement or, or pick a theme for the year, we're doing that with prayer and discernment. We're seeing what the Lord's doing. We're trying to follow him and join him in that. And we're, we're trying to just be obedient to what he wants to do. And we hold those things loosely, but we also... Um, we also dedicate ourselves to them. One thing I started doing last summer was studying all the passages in the New Testament where it talked about growing up, where it talked about growing in faith, growing in maturity, growing in our life in God. We looked at one of them a few weeks ago in Ephesians 4, and, and this passage from Colossians 2 is kind of a companion passage to that. And so today, as we conclude this uh, series, I want to spend time teaching from the Bible about this phrase, growth from God. And what we see in this passage is that growth from God comes when we're nourished by Jesus as our head. Growth from God comes when we're knit together with Jesus' body, the church. And the growth that God brings is a growth in health and maturity and reproducing. It's an organic, natural kind of growth. And uh, I brought uh, one of my plants from home here. As a, a little illustration of that, I'll talk about that later on. I wanted to, you know, name the plant in the room just so we're not all thinking about, but we'll talk about that at the end, yeah. Uh, what would it look like for you to experience growth from God this year? This isn't just something we're thinking about for our, our whole church family, which is, it is. But what does this mean for you personally? Maybe you're a follower of Jesus Maybe you've been away from the church. Maybe you've never given your life to following Jesus and you're exploring what that might look like. What would growth look like for you this year? Can you stop for a minute and just honestly think, like, what are the, what are the places in my life that I could use a little more maturity? Could use some growth in a relationship, maybe. Some growth in your faith, 
if you are a follower of Jesus, growth in your life of prayer or your life in scripture or your life in the church. It's a place that you need some more maturity, maybe where you struggle with self-control or where you struggle with kindness or humility, where you struggle with substance abuse. What would that look like this year to experience growth in that area? Personally, what would it look like to experience growth in your growth in your household or in your family? What would it look like in our church? We we need maturity, don't we? We need to grow in health. We, We need this kind of healing. And what a grace, what a gift that we don't have to manufacture it all ourselves. That it comes to us from Jesus. That we connect ourselves to him and receive it as a gift from God. Praise the Lord. We can be nourished by Jesus when we hold on to him as our head. When we're knit together with his body, he brings the kind of natural, normal health and maturity that we so long for. So let's look at this uh, together from Colossians Uh, Turn there with me. We're going to start with verse 19. Paul's saying um, some people don't do this, so that's why it's kind of in the negative. Don't don't be someone who doesn't do this, and we can kind of reverse it for us. Be someone who holds fast to the head. The translation in the bulletin says you've lost connection with the head. Uh, A more kind of word-for-word translation is holding fast Okay, well, what's the head? This is a metaphor for Jesus. Jesus as the head of the body, his church. He is the head. He's the one who's, you know, if you think about how your body works, um, you know, your head is where the, the messages go out to the rest of the body to, to walk this way, to do this, to do that. Um, and so there's this, this kind of the one who's leading is in the head. And, and the head and the body go together. So Jesus is, is saying connected to him as our Lord, as our leader, as our guide, as the one who's showing us what to do. And, and the word is holding fast. It's like holding on for dear life. Holding on and not letting go. It's an active connection. It's something you work to do. It's something you, you intentionally do. You don't, you don't make yourself grow, but you hold on to the one who can help you grow. Does that make sense? Holding fast to Jesus, staying connected to him. The work isn't trying to make yourself better. The work is holding on to Jesus to receive the growth from him. Paul starts this section with a similar metaphor in verse seven. Look there with me. It says we're rooted in him. We're built up in him. Just like uh, a plant, like this. It's not um, doing anything to grow except receiving the nourishment that's there, right? It's rooted in the soil to receive from there the nutrients, the water. It's spread out to receive the sunlight. It doesn't have to manufacture sunlight, water, or nutrients. It receives them. And so that's That's how we grow. We're nourished by Jesus when we stay rooted and connected to him. Holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together 
The whole body is nourished when we hold fast to Jesus. Um, when a, a baby is born, you've got a newborn, they, they check all of these different things in the hospital, and then you go home, and you go back the very next day, and they check it all again. And then like five days later, you go back again, and it starts to space out a little bit. But over and over again, they're checking the, the height of your baby, the weight of your baby, and also the, the head circumference of your baby. And I, I you know, I, I get like, it, you don't want it to be too big or too small, but, but that one seems less important than the rest of them. But anyway, they're checking all of these things on your baby. And, and the reason, the most important reason they're early on is, is that they have to know that the baby is getting the nourishment it needs to live and to grow. That's like the most important thing in the first few days of a baby's life. Can it grow? Can it, can it receive the nourishment it needs? And so much of our challenge in our life of faith is that we don't know how to receive nourishment from Jesus. We don't know how to open his word and plant ourselves in it and draw what we need from it. We don't know how to, in our life of prayer, soak up the sunlight love of God that we need. A child, a baby doesn't manufacture the nutrients, right? It just holds fast and receives. And it's so easy for us to try to find nourishment in other places from other things and other people. And that's actually part of what Paul is warning about in the entire book of Colossians in this chapter two. He says in verse eight, don't let anyone take you captive by a philosophy that's empty and that's not true. That's according to the best humans can come up with, but it's not according to Christ. Don't find your nourishment, don't root yourself in something other than who Jesus is because they're empty. They won't actually grow you. They won't actually nourish you. These are false teachers with empty promises and human wisdom instead of the wisdom of the God who made the world. Don't be taken captive by others who don't actually have anything real to offer. Verse four, he says, I'm saying this so that no one will delude you with plausible arguments. No one will, no one will confuse you or deceive you with things that sound like they make sense, but they're not rooted in Jesus. There are many who are ready to offer other places where we can find nourishment, other ways that we can find growth and healing and maturity in our lives that are not rooted in Jesus. There are many who are ready to deconstruct the claims of Jesus, the teaching of the Bible, the witness of the church. But what do they offer in its place? What did they put forward as our nourishment, as what will heal us, as what will grow us, as what will set the world right? Paul says it's, it's an empty promise. Can any of these hollow worldviews bring us healing, bring us maturity? Or do they leave it all up to us? I don't know about you, but when... Things are left all up to me. I don't do well with them in my life of maturity. But if we hold fast to Jesus, we can receive from him what we need. 
Verse six, uh, we read, is the main summary of this entire letter. Paul says, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him or live in him. Receiving Christ is this reference to when we first believed, when we came to faith, when we were baptized into the community. And it has in that phrase, the, the earliest creed, the earliest belief statement the church had, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what someone would profess or say they believe to be baptized. It's four words long, but it's packed with meaning. Jesus, this specific man born who lived in Galilee, is the Christ, the anointed one of God, the son of God, the one who made the world and who has saved the world. And he is my Lord. I will follow him. I will make him my head. I will trust, believe, and give my life to him. That's how you entered into the faith. And Paul says, just keep doing that. Don't let anyone else be the Lord. Don't let anyone else be the source. Don't let anyone else be the wisdom because all the wisdom and riches and healing and growth and nourishment you need is in Jesus. And when other people come and they say, well, no, this is how the world works. This is how the world was made. This is how things are. We can just trust Jesus is the Christ, the Lord. I can trust him even when I don't understand all of the details. We can walk and live rooted in Jesus Christ as Lord. If he's the one who made the world, if he's the one who saved the world, then we have everything we need in him. Everything. Look what Paul says. In him, the full assurance of understanding, the knowledge of God's mystery is in Christ. Verse 2. Verse three, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so no one will deceive you with things that sound plausible, but which aren't filled with Christ. We are today on Transfiguration Sunday making the turn from the season of Epiphany into the season of Lent, where we prepare ourselves, where we walk with Jesus just like he entered the wilderness for 40 days of prayer and preparation. We begin 40 days of prayer and preparation for the passion of Jesus, for Jesus' cross and his resurrection. Lent is all about holding fast to Jesus. It's all about staying close to Christ, walking with him, following him, building our lives on him, saying Jesus Christ is Lord. So often it's hard for us to hold fast to Jesus when we're holding too fast to other things. And so Lent says, let go of them for a little bit so you can take hold more tightly of Jesus. If we want to grow Stay connected to Jesus, and Lent can help us do that. We can learn even more this Lent to draw our nourishment from him, from his word, from our life of prayer. Growth comes from Jesus as our head, getting our nourishment from him. And second, growth comes from Jesus' body being knit together together 
in love. Verse 19 again. Holding fast to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. In our translation we read, it says being united together. This translation, it's a little more evocative. It's, it's knitting. You know, sometimes people knit while I'm preaching. I love it. Um, feel free to do that. Uh, someone was doing that last week. We're being knit together. We're, we're being uh, taken and, and woven together. Our lives being woven together in the church. We need Jesus as our head, but we need his body. And, and you can't actually have Jesus as your head if you don't have Jesus' body. I was watching one of those short little videos that makes its way around the internet all the time, and it was this, this guy, I guess he liked to play pranks on his wife. I, I will never play a prank on my wife. Um, that would be the worst possible decision I could make. Um, but this guy apparently uh, had done this before and, and is still married and um, has followers and things. Um, and so uh, he took a hat and he hung it from a ceiling with like a fishing line that you couldn't see. So the hat's just hovering. And then he like made a shirt with shoulders that go over his head. And then like he could put his hands into it. And then he sat down at the kitchen table and then he put like a magazine in front of his face. So it looks like he's just standing there. The magazine's moving. His hands are his hands. They're moving. His wife sits down on the other side of the table. She starts talking to him. He won't talk back. Finally, she pulls the magazine down and it's just a hat and shoulders and his hands. And it like totally freaks her out, right? Why? Because heads go with bodies. That was my takeaway. My first takeaway was actually, this guy needs to get a job. But my second takeaway was heads go with bodies. And you can't have Jesus as your head if you don't have the church as his body. There's no such thing as a solo, on-your-own Christian. It's not how it works. We're knit together. There's a beautiful Psalm 139 that says, God knits us together in our mother's womb. He creates our bodies. And here, Paul's saying, God knits together his body. Wasn't that amazing? He says that at the beginning, knit together in love. That's how you reach all the riches of Christ. And then here in 19, knit together, joints and ligaments, all working together, growing with a growth that is from God. And at the end of this passage, we get a beautiful picture of what that looks like in the life of the church. What does it mean to be knit together? Verse 12. Well, as God's holy and beloved chosen family, have compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. This is the kind of life we need nourished and grown with in order to live together, knit together in love. Forgiving one another as Christ forgave you when there's a complaint against one another. Putting on love, which knits everything together in perfect harmony. And then verse 16, coming together around the word of Christ, teaching, encouraging one another with the wisdom of Christ, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. This is something we do all together as the body of Jesus. And that's how we're nourished and knit together. That's how we grow. Is that beautiful? Growth is from Jesus, nourished by him as we hold fast to him. 
Growth is from Jesus' body as we're knit together in love, in worship around his word. And that growth is organic. It's, it's natural. The, the main metaphor for growth in the scriptures is the human body. When we're born, there's very little we can do. And then as we grow, we have cognitive development, emotional development, verbal development, relational development. We grow in all those ways into maturity. We grow in size from six pounds or eight pounds or, or even more into an adult. And when we reach that maturity of um, size and health, well, then we can get married and a new family can be born and there's a reproducing, a, a multiplying that happens. All of those things are normal, natural, organic, healthy growth. That's just what happens in the human body and that's what happens with us spiritually and that's what happens with us as a church. When we hold on to Jesus for our nourishment, we grow in health, maturity, size, and reproducing. So I brought this plant from home. This is a spider plant or an airplane plant, it's sometimes called. And all plants grow and are healthy and reproduce. But I love this one because you can see it happening. It all happens really, really visibly. So when a plant goes into the, the, the soil and it gets the right amount of uh, sun and water and air, which I frequently mess up on, then these shoots come out like this. Um, I've got another plant at home that's about a year and a half old and it, it doesn't have a shoot yet. And I'm waiting for it, like waiting to see that pop out one day. This shoot comes out and it'll get uh, little white flowers on it. And then it starts to develop these little things. They're called the airplanes or the pods or the spiderlets, if you can all see that. And um, in the wild, those just end up, end up in the ground and they kind of implant in the soil and then they grow and then it, it reproduces. But you can also take one here and you can just uh, pop it off. You can put it in water, or you can take it and put it in the soil. And you care for this. And in a year or two, a few growing seasons, it will grow larger. I think this one's about seven or eight years old. Um, I killed the one before it. <clears throat> and, uh, and then it will reproduce. That's the normal, beautiful, healthy way that this plant works. And that's how we work as Christians. We grow in maturity and health. And then we help other people be born into the family of God and we help them grow in maturity and health. That's how it works for churches. Churches grow in maturity and health and size and then they help other churches be planted and grow in maturity and in health and in size. This is what healthy things do. They grow in maturity, they grow in health, they grow in size, and then they multiply. And this is what we want to do. We want to be a church where Christians help other Christians become, other people become Christians. And, and they help other people become Christians. And, and we grow together, and, and we, we're a place where, where groups grow in health and in size, and then they multiply, and then there's more people that can come in and be knit together in love, and where um, congregations grow in maturity and health and size, and then 
people can go out, a spider plant can go out, and it can go into the ground somewhere else where it can grow and others can be born into the family of God. That's who we want to be. And that happens in normal, natural ways as we're connected to Jesus Christ as our head and we're drawing our nourishment from him and he's bringing growth. That happens in normal, natural ways as we're connected to Jesus' body, the church, loving one another, knit together in love, and God brings the growth. And we want to see him do that here at City of Light. Now, people have asked me um, during this series, we want to be this kind of church. We want to be a place where neighbors, nations, and generations can find a new day in Jesus. We want to be that kind of people and those type of persons what can I do? How can I be a part of it? Well, if the first way is just what we've been talking about. Stay connected to Jesus and his church. Be nourished and knit. Experience the growth of health and maturity and reproducing that God wants to do in your life. That's the main thing. <laughs> you can also... Be knit together in love at this church by getting involved. And there's some really normal, natural ways to do that. Come to worship and worship together as we encourage one another. Make that a priority in your life. You can join a group so your hearts can be knit together with more people throughout the week. You can serve on a team and contribute to the ministry that's happening here in the life of the church by serving our city kids on the first floor by helping set up and welcome people into our gathering space here. You can be a part of the ligaments and the joints of our church family working together. You can give generously so we can uh, grow the ministries that we need to grow as our church family grows. And you can invite others to be a part of this. You can invite others to come and be a part of your life, to come and be a part of a group, to come and be a part of our church. All very normal, natural ways that we can grow with a growth that's from God. But the main thing I want to finish this uh, series of messages with is an invitation to pray. Because we can't make the growth happen. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to stay connected to Jesus and to one another and then we ask God to bring the growth that he wants to bring for us. We ask him to do what only he can do. And so I've got a simple way for us to pray. For anyone who wants to, um, well, first, we've got a prayer card. Um, it's on this back table here. But we've also got a prayer plant, an air prayer plant. Um, and uh, we've got one of these for each household who wants it. If you're not a plant person, no worries. It's okay. You're still knit together in love. Um, if you don't want to take one, that's totally fine. Um, or, you know, if you take this home and you kill it within a few weeks, you know, that doesn't mean we're not going to grow or you're not going to grow. Um, that's totally fine. But if you want, um, just take one of these home. And um, as you water it, as you see it, just pray. Just ask the Lord, Lord, would you bring growth in my life where I need it? Would you bring growth in my family where I need it? Would you bring growth in our church where we need it? Every time you water it, as you see it growing, 
What if by the time these little spider plants were putting out little spider plants of their own, a next generation? What if we saw some next generations here at City of Light? Some next generations getting baptized. Some next generations giving their life to Jesus for the first time. Some next generations of ministry happening here at City of Light. What if we prayed for that? Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you that you don't leave it all up to us, that in the same way that we came to you, we can live in you, with you as our Lord, as our head, drawing our nourishment from you, with you as our life. And we just ask, Lord, that you would pour your life into us. Teach us to receive it. Help us draw our nourishment from you. Help us be knit together in your body. Lord, bring the healing each of us needs in our life. I'll just give, give you a moment of quiet and uh, to make this personal. What is the healing that you're asking Jesus for in this season? Thanks for listening to this podcast from City of Light Anglican Church. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at cityoflightanglican.org. And now, may the light of Jesus scatter the darkness from before your path.